Hey everyone, Michael Unger here with another episode of Let's Innovate, the podcast where we uncover the passion behind great ideas. Happy 2021, everyone. I know this isn't the first podcast that was released in 2021 for Let's Innovate, but it's my first recording of the year, and I actually like January. It's a time where you feel like you have a fresh start. And this particular year, it might literally be that. (laughs) There's a lot of change that's coming our way, exciting change. I can already feel it in my day job as the program coordinator at the H.R. McMillan Space Center. I honestly can't wait for in-person events again, hopefully soon. But, you know, this year, uh, past year, though, I've gone deep into my passion for podcasting, uh, which this podcast is a part of. And if you haven't listened to previous episodes of Let's Innovate, you should. And in particular, you should go and listen to the episode with Jahan Gill, who was part of the 2020 Youth Innovation Showcase. Because today, I am joined by his partner, Patrick Ciota. They designed a fully biodegradable 3D pencil. Patrick joins us from Surrey, British Columbia. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Uh, Good, good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. So first off, maybe just give us a quick pitch uh, as to what this 3D printed pencil is all about. Well, uh, the 3D printed pencil is so cool to me, at least, because it's fully biodegradable and it's something anybody can really make at home with a 3D printer. We've made a very simple design. It doesn't require a spring. It doesn't even really require anything that's not biodegradable, no plastic that isn't biodegradable. We've gone for a simple twist design. You know, you twist the back of the pan and the lead comes up that we designed fully on our own. So it's just a really, really cool innovation to me because it's biodegradable and because it's so simple for anyone to use. Yeah, for sure. No, it's totally cool to me as well. And I uh, tried to uh, wore my way onto that to waiting list, apparently. How's that waiting list coming? Is my, is my name on there somewhere? <laughs> it's been pretty hard because... Uh, we, uh, the printer that we were using a lot of times it was from our friend because our mm-hmm. school printers a lot of times they were occupied or they weren't working properly. So we had a friend who was coming into school and printing these parts for us. But now it's been really hard because he's been in online school and I've been in person. Okay. So it's uh, we're still trying to print some. And uh, sure, I'll put your name on that waiting list as well. It's pretty long now, but uh. I, I just like the feel of a pencil, especially uh, when I'm uh, use. I play a baseball game. I play like an online baseball game, and I uh, often, you know, need to erase things as I'm like uh, telling telling score uh, on the baseball score sheet. So pencils really help out with that. But let's get back to your collaboration with Jahan, and, and he says that he enjoyed working with you, uh, and that you were potentially going to enter the 2021 showcase, but you're going to different schools now, so that you know must be a little bit hard. So, you know. How did you find the collaboration and that working, you know, relationship? And could you give us a little bit of update onto your plans? Well, it was really easy working with Jahan. I mean, we were we're still pretty much best friends, and we were in the same class. We saw each other every day, so it was really easy to talk to each other, work together, and could establish, you know, what parts we're each working on. I think working with two people is can make it a lot easier if you're really good friends or you really know the person that you're working with because you can really easily establish what parts you're each working on, just sort of lighten the workload on both of you. It allows for two different aspects of different two mindsets to add more creativity to your project. Now, he had also mentioned that you had... Uh, had entered science fairs before uh they were a new thing for him um did you work independently on those is this the first time that you've collaborated on a project like this before or had you collaborated with other people on other projects 
this is the the biodegradable pencils, the first sort of innovation science fair kind of thing I've ever done. And having Jahan as a partner made it easier to kind of, you know, ease into that. We entered our local science fair and we got gold at that, which was really mm-hmm. cool. And we were going to go on to regionals, but they were canceled due to COVID. What do you think, like for people out there that may be thinking of uh, entering into the uh, Youth Innovation Showcase, what do you think some of the advantages to collaborating with someone else on a project like this, and and what are the challenges of uh, in that in that collaboration? Well, it's 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 a lot easier because not only does it give uh, you have two point of views. So let's say you come up with a different design aspect, you have somebody who can look at it objectively and understand that, make it better. And so collaboration can be a lot easier, but it's also really difficult when you have uh, conflicting things. It's They can critique you, of course, but when you have conflicting ideas, it's really hard to implement those both. Although, mm-hmm. if you have a good friend who's also interested in this sort of stuff, who also wants to be in the world of innovation, absolutely collaborate with them. It can be so much fun. You're doing something that you love, something that you're passionate about with someone who understands this thing and is the friend of, and is one of your friends. So it, can you think of like an example when you were l- working on the uh, biodegradable pencil, like um, where the both of you were maybe, you know, uh, trying to figure out a problem together and, you know, and that, uh, and perhaps uh, that collaboration maybe was either, um, maybe perhaps there was some conflict there, but perhaps, you know, that um, you were able to solve something that you might not be able to solve on your own. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, Working with someone could always be a lot easier with that. We had a lot of different trial and errors, a very long process of you know figuring out what worked and having two people like, let, what, if one person can't work on it at a time, another mm-hmm. person is always working on it. You always have somebody working on it, somebody developing this idea. So the collaboration and that was really important to make this project succeed. Yeah, uh, that's great. Let's go, let's, let, I wanted to go back, you know, a bit because... Um, you know, I'd asked Johan a question about like, where did this idea come from? You know, the fully biodegradable 3D pencil. And he'd mentioned, you know, there was a concern, you know, climate change was uh, something that had, had been coming up a lot. And, you know, the both of you seemed to bond over science. And, you know, for you, what, where, what, what inspired you to create a 3D pencil and, and especially sort of using this guise of, of, um, of climate change and helping the environment? Well, I've always been very interested in global warming, how to how we can prevent this thing, what we're doing wrong, really, ever since grade five, I think, was the first time I was really introduced to the idea of the world going green. Hmm. And ever since then, I've been really passionate about, you know, what we can do to slow this down, to stop this. And this is what really got me interested. And Jahan shared this passion. So it was really easy for both of us to work on it together. Yeah. Have you uh, have you worked on any other projects sort of like thinking about uh, climate change or anything like that? Well, uh, this year, actually, I've been working on a way. So we because I have to at my school, we have to enter the science fair every year with a different idea, of course. Uh, this year, I'm actually working on a sort of a system that we can use that we can uh, replace single use plastics with PLA, the plastic that this pencil is made of. For mm-hmm. uh, it's cheaper, of course, and it's biodegradable, and how we can replace regular plastics that we throw away constantly with this. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that that uh, now that you have worked on a project in creating something like a 3D biodegradable pencil, have you found that it's actually changed any of your habits in person, or even you know, do you have you uh, been able to influence your family at all in some of the the purchases that are made in your household? I mean, yeah, actually, I've when we were designing this, I did a lot of research into plastic, into how much it's thrown away, how much we waste, and so. I've started to, even in my own life, I try to use less plastic, use, you know, things like Tupperware every day. Uh, and I even, mm-hmm. I did a little video, I entered another competition, and it was about this bacteria, Idenella sacaensis, this bacteria which can uh, eat plastic, sort of. And uh, I did a lot of research into that as well. Well, tell me about this video. So um, you made a video um, sort of describing uh, these, these bacteria, or what was it all about? Uh, it was sort of for a film festival, I guess. Uh, it was about how we can use this bacteria to sort of like a recycling center. But instead of okay. a recycling center, it's something that composts plastic. And this is a video that you made? Uh, yeah, this is a video that I made. It was, uh, there was a lot of research back to, uh, behind it, and it was really fun to make. Awesome. So, you know, as we, you know, go into this next year, you're, you're kind of on the fence and if you're going to uh, enter into uh, the next innovation showcase, but do you have any like ideas that you've been like thinking about as, uh, as you're kind of like jump off from the biodegradable 3d pencil? Do you have any, any hopes and dreams, you know, perhaps even moving on uh, after school, you know, going into a uh, post-secondary? Uh, well, yeah, actually, for post-secondary, uh, it's kind of ambitious, but I want to be an environmental lawyer. Uh, oh, I feel wow. Like that is the, yeah, I feel like it's a place where I can really make a difference. It's something that I'm good at talking to people, uh, and I feel like being an environmental lawyer is just something that I would be really good at. Why is that? Like, What, what sort of like drew you to, to that field in particular? Besides, you well, know, like the environmental aspect of it, but, you know, the lawyer aspect of it, was there something that pushed you in that direction? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you see, my class has this, uh, these little things we do once a week. They're called uh, current events where we'll pick a topic, somebody will do a presentation on it, and we'll have a debate about it. And I just realized that I really like, you know, debating, talking like this. And I've realized that I'm pretty good at talking to people and being extroverted <laughs> like that and just... I think, you know, being a lawyer in that business field is really right for me. Yeah, that that's really great that you've sort of recognized that you do like talking to people because a lot of people don't don't enjoy talking to people, especially in a group setting. You know, that's actually like a really big fear that a lot of people yeah. have. And you know, if we go back, you know, to when you made your showcase pitch, you know, a big part of the Youth Innovation Showcase is communicating your idea. Was this something you and Jahan did? You practice it? Like, um, did you go through? You know, um, any? Uh, ways of nervousness or anything like that as you were preparing uh, your pitch? Uh, yeah, we did practice our pitch. We wrote it down a couple times. We had a couple online meetings to discuss, you know, what to talk about. I was never really nervous about it. I don't know. Public speaking has never really been a problem for me. I was never really intimidated. Yeah. Maybe Jahan was a little more so, but him as, uh, as well. Uh, he's also a very extroverted person. So we were both, we were a little nervous, but once we started talking about the pen, we, we, we just sort of... Uh, we knew what we were doing and something else just sort of took over and uh, we were able to express ourselves really well. Yeah. So if there are people, you know, out there 
that perhaps feel that that's like a big barrier for them. Like maybe they do have lots of really fun ideas that they'd love to expand on or work on a project with, but the idea of, you know, talking in front of a group of people, they feel like it's a barrier. There's a lot of people out there that do feel that. So what advice, you know, would you give to someone um, on, on some public speaking? You say that you, that you, you feel comfortable about it. Um, so what are the things that you think that other people um, uh, could benefit from, from some of your experience? I think a piece of advice that would help would be uh, don't think of it as you're talking to the to the person. Think of it as you're discussing your project, your design, something that you're passionate about. You just have to talk about what you've done there. It's a lot easier when you think of it that way because then you no longer think of it as a conversation or a presentation where you might mess up or something like that. You're just talking about something that you've made, something that you're proud of, and you're going to know a lot about mm-hmm. it. So it's a lot easier to be – to talk about it when you're passionate about it. Yeah, no, it's very similar to what uh, Johan said in his uh, his interview that we did for for Let's Innovate. So yeah, Patrick, I think you've got uh, you've got a good lawyer uh, <laughs> a feature ahead of you. Uh, hopefully, um, lots of schooling uh, to to get into that field. I know a few lawyers. It's uh, it's not a short road, but definitely you know uh, combined with the environmentalism, I think that that certainly can make a huge difference. So all the best to you, Patrick, and good luck. Uh, this past year, you know, uh, has changed a lot what's how has your life you know been different you know at the end of well at the beginning of 2020 um you know when we did the youth innovation showcase it was supposed to be in person went online you know summer break you know how has the world changed for you uh and how have things uh, been uh it's, it's been pretty difficult uh you know switching for, from in-person school to online it was pretty difficult for me i I kind of thrive off of talking people, talking to people, being in a social environment. So going online was a little difficult for me. And another thing that I'm really passionate about is obviously soccer. I mean, I don't want to have a career in it or anything, but it's just a lot of fun for me to play. And COVID canceled that for a very long time. It's only now starting again. So, I mean, it's given me a lot more time, though. Because, you know, obviously I stay at home a lot more. I'm able to work on things a lot more and work on the pencil more as well. <laughs> but uh I don't know it's just it's a very strange year not not something I would have ever expected but it I've adapted I guess. Yeah, so you're going so you said that you were in person now in school? Yeah, I'm in person now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, w- and what's that experience like because obviously we're still in the pandemic. Um so what is school like in person while the pandemic is still going on? Um I mean, it's not, it's not too different. I mean, obviously, you go to school every day, you wear the mask all day. It's not that bad. I mean, obviously, you have to stay a little bit more distance to your, from your friends, but uh-huh. it's a lot better than online school, in my opinion. I mean, that might not be the case for some people, but uh-huh. I feel pretty safe in my school. It's a very small class. We have very little chance of exposure. Everybody there is really careful with it. Uh, I don't know. In-person school now is not that different than it was last year. Yeah. Well, that's a great perspective. You know, Patrick, you've got a great attitude. Um, you know, I really do hope that you and Jahan get get back together. Like, are you, uh, you said that you're still uh, um, best friends with Jahan? Are you still hanging out with him, even though you go to different schools? Uh, no, we, we can't really hang out that much. I don't know. We, we talk we talk quite a bit, uh, you know, on social media platforms, things like that. Yeah. Uh, discuss sports a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all we can really do now, though. 
Yeah, well, you know, I hope you do, I hope you do. Um, even though if it's not the Youth Innovation Showcase, definitely um, pursue, you know, your innovative ideas. Uh, I think you've got a great future ahead of you. Uh, good luck, Patrick. Uh, I hope to see more of you in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. And thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to go back and listen to some of those previous episodes. Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate all your listeners. And if, and if you have any feedback you'd like to uh, send us, uh, please do. Uh, you can find that information on our show page. Uh, and that's it for this episode. Until next time, let's innovate. Let's innovate.